Well, hey, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Frontline Community Church's weekly podcast. We're a church based in Ramstein, Germany, and we have a simple mission, and that's to love God, to love others, and to help others love God. Now, we do this by being real, relational, and relevant. Now, as you listen to our podcast today, we hope that you're blessed and that your journey with Jesus Christ becomes stronger than ever. God bless you. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat. Amen and amen. Good morning, you guys. Man, it's good to see you. Very good to see you all. My name's John Bruce. I'm the lead pastor here. If you're visiting with us, hello, Facebook and YouTube, everybody tuning in out there at our Frontline Online family. And uh, you guys, just keep your radar up. Uh, we're going to do our best to communicate with you as things fluctuate. We know it's a crazy time in our world uh, with the political season and with the virus. You want another trial? Is this enough? It's enough, isn't it? It's enough. This is enough to grow anybody or drive someone crazy. But uh, it is my calling to focus on the spirit this morning. So I'm very excited to wrap up a series called Stranger Things. And I want to spin it just a little bit. And I, I know this is the Lord's will. I know you're here for a reason. And I believe the Lord Almighty, I'm not just saying this. I believe he pressed this message on my heart for you. There's someone who's going to literally and spiritually be radically set free in about 15 minutes through this sermon. I believe that. The left side of this room, Frontline, believes that. I'm, I'm hoping it's contagious and moves. I know we have a lot of people. We have about 30 to 50 new people a week uh, visiting with us. So I want you to know if you're new with us or if you're watching online, we know it's hard to get a seat sometimes here. We want you to know that this is a place of freedom. And when you get excited about Jesus, you can clap. If you disagree, I, thank you, Marcus. And just to make your pastor feel better, if you disagree with him, you just clap. Thank, I know where you live, Danny. You're my neighbor. All right, let's go get this thing. I want the spirit of the Lord to move today. That's all I want today. I want the spirit of the Lord to move. Can you turn to 1 John chapter 4? And if you don't have a Bible, we actually have Bibles up here in English and German. I always say, I think they're in German. I don't speak Deutsch, so I hope they're in German. Um, but uh, we'll throw all of our Bible verses up here. I'm going to cover a lot of grounds. So if you don't have a Bible or you're new to Christianity or you're not even a Christian, I'm glad you're here. But I'll try to make this as simple as I can so everybody can leave feeling the Lord speaking to them today. But we're wrapping up this thing called Stranger Things. And next week, we're kicking off a new series, a new journey as a church family. For us Americans, we're going into Thanksgiving. Isn't that weird to say that? Like 20s, just like, whoosh. You know, I just want to share this, Lachey. We were meeting, uh, talking about... Uh, I think it must have been Wednesday night. We were all meeting, and I said, 2020 is a wash, and Lachey corrected me, and, and Lachey said something to this end, 2020 is not a wash. I've, I've learned and I've grown in great ways in 2020, amen? And so I stand corrected for that, Lachey. 
I praise God for that. And one of the things that I've learned is what I'm going to teach you today. I had a, a very moving week and a very spiritual week, and I just want to unpack it to you as we wrap up this series. Oh, I was talking about next week's series, uh, Frontline Online. Sorry, my mind gets excited seeing you guys. So Thanksgiving is coming, which means we got to be around people. That's never good, amen? No, I'm just teasing. Um, Well, at least in my family, sometimes it's a little weird. Mom, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Not with you, with my brothers. But... uh, What I want to do is we're going to call this series At the Table, and I'm going to teach you how to deal with uninvited guests at your table of life. And not because I got the answers, but because I'm learning how to fulfill thou shall not kill. Amen? Amen. I'm, I'm learning how to do that. But we're going to talk about all the strange people that knock on the door of life and show up at your table of life and what it looks like to see yourself what it looks like to forgive in Christ and things like that. So that's going to start next week, but let's just focus on today because we need this sermon today. Stranger Things, part four, we're wrapping it up. Here's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about another spirit, another spirit. And we've talked a lot about spiritual warfare. That's been the crux of this series, how the spiritual world fights against us. I know you call it uh, a marital fight. And I know you call it high school, but the Bible calls it, you do not wage a war against flesh and blood. But there are spiritual forces who are fighting against you, and they're masked as all these practical things. And so we've been opening our eyes to the spiritual world. But I'm tired of talking about the demonic spirit. I don't want to give it any more credit. I want to talk about the Holy Spirit to wrap this up. Amen? All right, so I want to talk about how the Holy Spirit is working in us, because sometimes it's kind of weird. It feels weird, and if you don't learn to spot it, you may not know what's going on as a 16-year-old in your life, and I just got a word from the Lord for you. I want to tell you that the Holy Spirit is working on every single person right now in your life. He's also working on your kids, and so we want to identify how he works Because the very thing that we believe as Christians, if you're new with us, or if you're wrestling with this thing of Christianity, uh, as I was an atheist for my first 20 years of life, one of the things that caught my attention was that if I'll come to Jesus and I'll ask him to forgive me of my sins and save me, he'll pour out. He won't drip. He'll pour out his spirit. Now, as an atheist from Seattle, I thought, okay, that's a little weird, but that's, that's kind of, that's interesting to me. What does it mean to have the spirit of God come upon me? Can you see him? Does he feel like something? And then I heard a pastor teach me, he will radically reshape you. He will take all that you're supposed to be and he will emerge it. He will bring it to its surface. He will take the life of Christ and invade you and bring Christ's life into you. And he'll teach you how to be powerful and confident and stand on your feet and forgive and be bold and preach the gospel. He'll he'll radically change you. And so that's what we want to talk about today, how the Holy Spirit is doing that in us. And again, we've talked a lot about demonic spirits in this series and how to beat them. But do you know there's another spirit? As a matter of fact, look at 1 John chapter 4 and look at verse 1. And I don't got verse 1 up here because I'm looking at it right now 
and the Lord just told me through the Spirit to read verse 1. So I'm reading verse 1, and you don't get a slide. He says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit. You got so many spirits speaking right now, and he's not even talking about demonic spirits. He's just talking about people. You got so many messages going on right now of what we should believe and the pressures that we should buckle, buckle to, and uh, where we, we should be going and what's going to happen. Just read another article, and this is Thursday night. I was done with all social media. I was done with all internet. I was done. I went to the woods because I had spirits telling me, called CNN. I know you're saying, why do you read CNN? I know, but they were telling me, COVID's here for another year. I say, you have no clue what's going on with COVID. Nobody does. And don't tell me that because I prayed it away once in the KMC and I'm going to do it again. Four of you are with me. (laughs) Beloved, do not believe every spirit. Young person, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God's. Does this align with truth? Does this sound like the Father's voice? You don't sound like my Father. So we're done talking. For many false prophets have gone out into the worlds. Many wolves are trying to devour God's people. Many wolves are trying to draw us astray. I was meditating on this verse, and I went away. It was my daughter's birthday who led us in worship. She's 20 years old now. Um, Amazing stuff. But we went away to the woods, and uh, I needed an adrenaline rush, and I needed a moment with the Lord. And so I went into the woods, and we were walking, you guys. No joke. The Holy Spirit will speak to you if you you learn how to open your eyes to him. And uh, and I I walked up, and I saw a fence, and I peered past the fence, about a 12-foot high fence, and that's never a good sign. And so I'm looking at this fence, and I'm going, whoa, what's up there? And I look beyond the fence, and there's a pack of wolves. Like, guys, wolves. Yeah, like Timberland wolves, about 12 or 13 or 14 of them. With these menacing eyes, the sun was setting, and I see these menacing eyes peering back at me. And I've been meditating on that verse. Like there are wolves out there, and the Lord's like, John, do you get it yet? Boom. Like I didn't even know there were wolves in Germany. John goes, well, God goes like this. Well, you don't realize there's wolves in places you don't expect them to be in the world. So he says in verse four, little children, little children, you are from God and have overcome them because you got another spirit. For he who is in you, the Holy Spirit, is greater than he who is in the world. All the messages they may be pouring on us that we're not enough, or we got to contend with this, or we got we to align with this, or we better fix the world or figure it out or whatever it is. He goes, they're trying to teach you something, but you got a greater teacher. That's what it means. You got a greater teacher in you with the people of God. Listen to the Holy Spirit. They are from the world. They are from the world. Therefore, they speak from the world. And the world listens to them. And that's why the world's jacked up. We are from God. Whoever knows God, God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Guys, there's another spirit. 
And that Holy Spirit is speaking to us this morning and he's trying to get us to align with God and radically change us in a world that's falling apart. Someone better give me an emoji hand raise on Facebook right there. I'm trying. I'm working here. And the reason the Spirit of God has come upon us is to transform us. But I need to help you with something. I don't know what, what your other church was like. I don't know where you came from. But here at Frontline, we're spitting truth. Amen. Maybe I shouldn't say spitting with COVID. <laughs> but I need to warn you. The Spirit is trying to change you, but this is going to get uncomfortable. I'm preaching the truth. Have you ever said, guys, you ever walk in a room or go to someone's house? If they're sitting with you, don't say Amen. Have you ever gone to someone's house and you've, you just left and you went, there's a weird spirit in the room. You ever done that? Or you're just like, that was just uncomfortable. That was like really, I, okay, see, I'm, I'm the way. I think God has given me the gift of discernment, which doesn't mean I always nail it. And don't get weird around me now, like always re- Jedi force stuff. But sometimes I walk into a room and I'll just be like, it's cold. There's something wrong here. Other times I walk in the room like this morning, like I just feel like, dang, I just feel freedom. I feel good. I feel warmth this morning. But, uh, but uh, I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is doing things in you. And if you don't know how to read him and you don't know what he feels like, you may mistake it for something it's not. And if you don't know what he's come upon you for, you won't know how to work with him. The... <laughs> The Holy Spirit wants to make you holy. Did you get that? See what I did right there? That was tricky, wasn't it? And sometimes we want the Holy Spirit to do other things in our lives, and he does, but his primary calling is holiness. And I was an atheist who was drinking his life away. My father had, had, uh, had, had killed himself. He drank himself to death. And that's the Maroos legacy. And the Holy Spirit broke that legacy. I was a broken kid, been arrested 12 times before I was a junior in high school, just fist fighting and running the streets, a broken family and all that stuff. And uh, when I came to Jesus as an atheist, a West Coast science-driven atheist, it was amazing because the Holy Spirit invaded me. He invaded my sinfulness, and where the holiness of God is, you just can't be the same. And so I'm not saying everything stops. I'm still fighting stuff. But so much when I came to Christ was just broken off. Because when you become the temple of the Holy Spirit, sin doesn't operate the same way with the presence of holiness in you. It's an amazing thing being a Christian. But you got to know how he works. See, for many of you, I say this because I love you, there's a gap between what we are and what we want to be. And you are primed for something supernatural if you know Jesus. You are not to be left in the state you're in. Your marriage, sometimes people come to me and they say, I don't think there's any hope for my marriage. If you will walk in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, there is unquenchable hope 
for those who have the Spirit. I think the gap is ready to be closed today with one decision of saying, this is what the Spirit's saying to me. I'm gonna yield, and I'm gonna turn to the Spirit, and I'm gonna trust His ways and start walking that way. I believe anything, I believe anything can be healed today. Anything. We just gotta get some people to yield to the Holy Spirit and the flesh is strong, amen? amen? The flesh is strong. So I wanna give you a point and it's gonna make you uncomfortable, but I'm not here to make us comfortable. I, I'd like to do that, but this is not my church. Jesus died and he's the Lord of the church. And so I'm with you in this, but I, I need us to get a little uncomfortable so we can get comfortable. So one point, take a picture of it, write it down. I wanna show you how the Holy Spirit works. It's gonna be a very different idea, but I'm gonna wrap the series up with this. The Holy Spirit is changing us through discomfort. I had four grunts and that's it. And right now, I hope you're saying, but he's the comforter. Ah, just hold on. Look at Philippians 1, verse 6. And we're going to spend our time in Philippians. You guys okay? Yeah. Let me know you're thinking and not uncomfortable. Look at verse 6, Philippians 1, verse 6. There's a man named Paul who was full of the Spirit. He was a killer. He was a religious killer. And he received the Spirit of God when he accepted Christ as a Savior. And the wolf became a lamb. He was radically changed. And I want you to gain his heart as he's writing a letter to a church to get them from jacked upness to spirit-filled transformation. That's what the letter is about. Pick it up in verse six. Oh, man. And I am sure of this. The man of God just said what I'm about to say. I've got no doubt about. That he, that's God, that's the Holy Spirit who began a good work in you. When you got saved, if you're here and you're a Christian, when you got saved, a work began. The work is you. It is to take all that is broken in you and radically transform it, heal it, and make you like the Son of God. That is awesome. The potential of you. So the Spirit, who began a good work in you, look, guys, will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. He is not stopping on you. He's not quitting on you. As a matter of fact, he's doing stuff in you right now. Now, in order to break this down on how he works in us, look at Philippians 2, verse 12. This is where it gets real good. He says, he says therefore, my beloved. Now, just stop right there. Look up here. Why does he say that? Therefore, my beloved. And, and what that word means is, hey, 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 loved always. That's what he... Hey, 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 loved always. Now that's important because he goes, what I'm about to say is gonna get a little radical and you're not always gonna do it well. So I need you to remember that you're loved always even when you screw this up. You're in the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're saved, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So we're about to unpack something here, it's how the spirit works in you, you're gonna screw it up, I'm gonna screw it up. Remember, in the screw up, you're still loved by God. So get up. 
and let's keep going at this thing. Okay, therefore, my beloved, as you, you with me, Facebook? I can see you. We can see into that screen. Verse 12, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only, only as in my presence, but much more in my absence. Paul goes, okay, so when I was with you, like you were really walking in the Spirit when I was with you. But now that I'm not, things don't need to change. How many of you guys have ever had like a pastor over for dinner? You know you're the most religious people in the world when a pastor's over. Like you clean the house as if my house is clean. My house is not clean. As long as we got a trail, bedroom to bedroom, we're living it up and loving each other. I don't care. But uh, you know how it is when you're around like really holy people, whatever that even means. We get like really holy. You know, you don't pray before you eat until the guy comes over. And you're praying for all the missionaries and the food is cold. But that's what he means. He goes, and no, I'm just kidding. That's why we need each other, seriously. Because we're actually more aware of the spirit when we're together. But he goes like this, I've had to leave, that's why I'm writing a letter. And just because you don't have like a, a spiritual person around, the Holy Spirit is still loving you and still trying to grow you. That's exciting. He goes, work out your own salvation. Now I hope we're past the point of explaining this. That doesn't mean be good enough to be saved. He says, work out what's in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. The life of Christ is in you peace and patience and forgiveness. It's all in you. Let's start working it out. But he goes like this. You got to do it with fear and trembling. Fear and trembling. What do you mean fear and trembling? That word fear in the Greek, I don't want to geek out here. It's too early. It's phobeos or, or phobia. You need to be aware of what sin is doing. He goes, you need to have a phobia of sin. How many of you guys know sin hurts? How many of you guys know that we're commanded to hate sin? And he goes, trembling, that, that's the word where we get trauma from. Like, let's work the life of Christ out, but let's have a phobia of what the trauma of sin does. You see, I get comfortable with my sin. I do, guys, I do. I get comfortable with some of my sins. Um, outward sins, we can... We can pinpoint those and we can say, yeah, those sins are deadly. But I, see, I get comfortable with some of my sins, Ann. And uh, it, takes, it takes a movement of the Holy Spirit and me in the backwoods of Germany for the Spirit to say, John, you've gotten really comfortable with that one right there. And I need you to be afraid of it still. Yes. And so who's behind reawakening that fear and trembling for our sin? The Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit, in other words, is not going to let us stay comfortable with our sin. Now, we may go, that's kind of nauseating. I just want to chill. But you understand that we're only free when we're free from sin. Let me say it again. Let me make sure this thing's on. We're only free when we're free from sin. Sin, guys. I want you to write this down. We'll throw it up on the screen. The Holy Spirit is always called the comforter, right? Yes. From John's gospel. Jesus says, I'm sending you the comforter. But you gotta understand what else Jesus says. He is the convictor before he's the comforter. He is the convictor before he's the comforter. He's not just gonna say, John, 
give me a big hug, and I'm just going to leave you in that thought because I'm the comforter. As long as you're good, as long as you feel loved and squishy, I'm doing my job, John. The Holy Spirit doesn't do that. The Holy Spirit goes, John, the reason I'm called the comforter is because I first make you uncomfortable. And I'm not doing it to hurt you. I'm doing it to free you. So I got a twofold mission here. Check me out, YouTube. Holy Spirit has a twofold mission here. I got to make you uncomfortable with the things that are killing you. And then I'm going to work with you to get them out of your life. And then I'm going to comfort you as a reward. That's how he works. That's how the Holy Spirit works. And let me tell you about the other spirit in the world, the other spirits in the world. The devil's strategy to keep you from transforming is to keep you comfortable in your sin. Jeremiah 8.12, throw that up, please. Holy Spirit just told me, be nice today, John. Thank you for your time. (laughs) Jeremiah 12, I read this last week. Speaking of Israel in the Old Testament, they got comfortable with their sin. They got comfortable. It says, were they ashamed when they committed sin? No, they were not at all ashamed. They forgot how to blush. I don't want to be comfortable seeing certain things on Netflix, guys. I don't know where you're at. I don't. I, I, you know, it's like we watch these movies and things should still shock us. They're not entertainment. <laughs> I want to be shocked by some music I hear and I just go, what is that? We were ziplining, ziplining. And the dude who worked there, the spirit just told me to say this. I'm going to use that all day. I hope the spirit told me to say this. We were ziplining and the dude who was taking a zipline, because this was like extreme ziplining, uh, he says some stuff to my family because he didn't know I was a pastor, apparently, and, but he should have known I was a human. And he says some things to my daughter and my wife that if I wasn't harnessed and above a hundred foot drop, I probably would have dealt with the man. But uh, the Holy Spirit probably would have said, John, thou should not kill. But I blushed, guys, I blushed. I blushed, and I don't know if I blushed, I got red, like my blood started boiling a little bit. I don't want to get used to things. I want to blush still. And that's what the Holy Spirit is trying to get us to do. He's trying to say, let's, let's stay sensitive to the things that are not of God. And if you're here and you're not a Christian, I know this might feel a lot, but guys, trust me, I was, I was there. I was the guy who could no longer blush. And when the alarm no longer goes off in the soul, That's when we're in trouble. The world is deadening our desire, and the churches are rolling with it. Our desire to be holy. I mean, when's the last sermon series? Like, dude, next week, six week series on holiness. It's like, whoa. That's that's weird. That's Puritan stuff. That's gospel stuff. And it doesn't mean we gotta be weird. We're still going to be quirky us. It just means we're going to be flowing with the spirit and freedom. And so I say to you, sometimes we think the devil creates conflict and the spirit of God gives comfort. But often the devil gives comfort for our sin and the spirit of God gives conflict to get us out. 
Let me say that again because Marcus was with me on that one. Often the devil gives comfort for our sin and the spirit of God gives conflict to get us out of our sin. You see, sometimes we think comfort means everything's cool. Just because something makes you comfortable doesn't mean it's good for us. Comfort food. Can we, just pray? Can we pray? Can we just pray? I'm going to confess my sins to you. I must eat. We, we probably ate at least two pizzas in 48 hours. Straight up and loved every minute of it. And not only did we eat pizza, but I had the biggest bowl of pasta to go with my pizza, and I don't care. Got you, girl. That's my wife back there. And it was fun, Anna. And we didn't care. But it doesn't mean it was good. (laughs) At the time, it was comforting in a dimly lit Italian restaurant in some backwoods place in Germany. It felt comforting, but the next day when we were ziplining, we realized it wasn't good. (laughs) We'll do it again, but it wasn't good. Just because it makes you comfortable doesn't mean it's good for us. Think about comfort friends. We go, oh, they are just my go-to when I'm stressed. (laughs) And that may be okay. Maybe they're the right friend. But sometimes they just make you comfortable. Yeah, I always go to women when I I go at this. I don't know why, because guys do it too. But, you know, it's like, yeah, girl, I know. Yeah, you're so right. You're just so right right here. And it's like, don't tell her she's right, she's wrong. You know she's wrong. You're just the comfort friend right now. But see, sometimes we just think, well, it's making me comfortable, therefore it may be right. And I started thinking about it this week, you guys. I got places in my life that the devil has said, yeah, John, right there, buddy, right there. You feel that? And the Holy Spirit, I'm I'm twisting the two. I'm twisting the two because I'm feeling this agitation when I actually do it. And I'm realizing it's the Holy Spirit saying, John, I'm convicting you before I'm comforting you. Stop listening to him and start listening to the spirit of truth. Philippians 2.13. I'm preaching today. Been preaching for 18 years. Verse 13. For it is God who works in you. That's how he's working in you. Thank you, God. (laughs) for working in me right now. Thank you for not letting me get comfortable with the things that will kill me. It is God, the Holy Spirit, who works in you. How? Both to will and to work for his good pleasure. He wants to change my will. And he wants me to work it out, to step out in faith and do it. Will and work. Will and work. Do the things that please him. My will gets comfortable with sin. And then I work it out. (laughs) I sin it out. The Holy Spirit, God working in me, says, that's not the will of God. That's why I won't let you be comfortable right now. Let's roll with my will, and let's take a step of faith. And when you take a step into my will, I'll bring you comfort. It's going to teach you. I'm going to connect your brain. That equals comfort. My way equals comforts. So the next time you're at the crossroad, your brain goes, comfort, Holy Spirit's will. That's what I'm doing in you. Verse 13, 
is a powerful verse. And I like verse 14 because how many of you guys grumble against that a little bit? I don't always want to fight my flesh. Sometimes it feels good to sit down in my sin. And so he says in verse 14, do all things without grumbling or disputing. When the Holy Spirit speaks, quit grumbling. (laughs) That's what he says. He's like, quit fighting them. I'm like, I'm trying, Paul. I'm trying. And that word grumbling is a transliteration. There's, it's like a made-up word. In the original language, it's, it reads like this. Why can't I just get a minute of this? <laughs> Why can't I just be comfortable for five? Holy Spirit, just give me five minutes in this thing. He says, no. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. Flow with it. Don't, don't fight the will of the Holy Spirit when he's making you uncomfortable. Flow with it. You know he's illuminating a Bible verse right now. You know he's bringing a Bible verse to your mind. He's saying, we don't do that, we do this. Don't fight it. The Spirit is confronting our comfort with sin to change our character. It took me two days to come up with that. And many years ago, as I was studying this, I wrote down two ways in which he disrupts our sinful comfort. I want you to write them down. He works through what I've called for, I don't know, maybe 10 years, holy discontentment. You ever, you ever feel like you just can't be content with a sin? You ever been, been there? It's like, I just so want to coddle this thing because it comforts me. But he creates a holy discontentment. That's why, that's why after we do it, and I'm just being real today, guys, um, that's why after we do it, you know, we get, and, and then we wake up. By the way, when, uh, when sin hits, you people in the psych world will understand this. You know, parts of your frontal lobe shut off. That's the consequence portion of your brain. And then you, you sin, and then it goes back on. And you go, what did I just do? What did I just do? So what the Holy Spirit does is he creates a holy discontentment. Um, that's why I could do a lot of stuff before I had the Spirit of Jesus, and I never, I never worried about it. I didn't care. I didn't feel bad about it, but the Spirit was like this. John, you've got a destiny, and I'm trying to change you to be the person you've always wanted to be in Christ. And so we're going to create a holy discontentment, a conviction, and that's why you can't just do things that are against the will of God in peace. He won't let us. It's a gift of grace. It's an uncomfortable gift of grace, but it's a gift of grace. And when we are about to do that thing, and the Holy Spirit says, no, no, no. You know we do this. And you step into that thing, he creates two holy aspirations. When we do it, he floods us with peace. He floods us with with comfort. You know, you ever had one of those people who've come up to you, or you've been this person, we all have, and they start gossiping, and you go like this, yeah, oh, you're so right. You're so right about him. Oh, totally. Yeah, it was good to talk to you too. And then you walk away and you go, oh, anybody with me? That happens to me all the time. I'm just like, why did I give them an ear? That's the Holy Spirit going, holy discontentment. No, 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 no. We're not playing with that next time. But you ever go like this? Yo, yo, yo. Hey. Hey. (laughs) 
Then let's pray for him right now. Where, where, where are you going? And then you feel weird for a second, but then you go, holy aspiration. You go, the Holy Spirit goes, I'm releasing peace now. And you just go, dang. Yeah. (laughs) That's going to be weird next time I see them, but. (laughs) Comfort in our sin is not freedom. Conviction and release from our sin is freedom. And so look at verses 15 and 16. He says, you know, if we live this life this way by just being in tune with the Holy Spirit and when he speaks to us, just going, I, I feel you right now. I feel you, Holy Spirit. I'm not doing that. I'm doing it your way. Do you know what would happen? You know what happened tomorrow if we all went to work? That you may be blameless and innocent. Children of God, people would say, Whoa. Man, that guy, he just has a different way about him. Children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. That word crooked is where we get our word scoliosis from. (laughs) That's the description of the world. Just like, "Eh, whoop. But if we could walk in the spirit, what would it do to the people around us? among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life. It's like you're walking with the words of God before you saying, Spirit, speak to me if I go out of line. It's It's hard to do this. But that's why we're doing it together. In the day of Christ... That I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Paul said, I've worked so hard to teach you the words. I've worked so hard to get you in tune with the spirits. Let's walk together out there with the word before us, aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit and, and being so sensitive to his presence that when he speaks, we move with him. You know, in the Bible, I'm going to shut this down. How did I go from 40 minutes to 45 seconds? That timer in me. Let me shut this down. You know, in the Bible, um, and maybe some of you are are from Calvary Chapel, the Bible is often, uh, I'm sorry, the Holy Spirit is often portrayed as a dove or a bird. Is that right? He's not a bird. He's God. (laughs) But his movement in Mark's gospel is like a dove. But I want to use that just for a minute. And I want to tell you an illustration and a story. If I have a dove sitting on my shoulder and I want to walk without it flying away, how would I live? Now, the Holy Spirit is not going to fly away from you. You're sealed by the Holy Spirit. But we can grieve him. But if I so was blown away by the presence of a dove on my shoulder, every step would be in mind not to disturb the spirits. I would have a smile. I wouldn't be afraid. I just wouldn't want to break the moment. 
I would be very aware of my tone when I spoke. Maybe even my words. But I would not want to lose the presence. I was in Sausalito in California in the belly of the beast. California. And we were walking in Sausalito and there's a famous man called the Birdman. I think he's half crazy. He's got two very large, beautiful parrots. And uh, I think it may have been my wife's birthday. So after eating too much pizza, comfort food that we do, my wife looked at the bird and she looked at me and had this smile on her face. And you know, guys, when that happens, you're stuck. And so I knew I had to get my wife to interact with the bird. And so this guy, he will ask for donations and he will let you put the beautiful, amazing talking parrot on your shoulder. And so we walked over and my wife walked up to this beautiful creature with the most amazing smile on her face. She walked up like this and she was just like a little kid and she was just like, and she would, she was just still. And this man took this bird and he put this beautiful, huge bird full of colors, full of life on my wife's shoulder. And my wife was so amazed by the presence of this creature and so did not want to disturb this moment that she just sat there with a smile just like this, like, She didn't speak. She was careful about every movement. When the man told her, walk over here, he'll do a trick. She just walked, always thinking of this presence. Always thinking of this presence. And I stood there like a bad husband because I'm a preacher (laughs) and everything's an illustration to me. I just sat there going, oh, my soul. That's what he's like. He's upon me. And he wants me, me to be so aware of him that every movement, everything I look at, everything I listen to, every word that comes out of my mouth is in tune with the presence of the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So I I tell you this. When you hear him, follow him. And as a church community, let's not be afraid to give up what grieves the Spirit. We always receive the greater, the presence of God. And what if we could ask ourselves this question all week as we wrap this series up? In a world that's littered with dark spirits, chaos, what if we could walk through this world asking ourselves every day, starting today, what is the Spirit of Christ trying to say to me right now? How would that change our lives? Let's pray.
And I think this is a fine time for you just to be in the presence of the Holy Spirit. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you sit right now, just bow your heads and be in the presence of the Holy Spirit. The band's coming up. They're going to lead us in a song of victory in just a moment. But can I ask you, even right now, in the presence of the Spirit, has He been trying to say something to you? I know He has with me. Is there anything in our lives right now, just as a church family, that he will not let us be comfortable in? Fear, anger, some type of hidden sin. Why don't we listen to him this morning? Why don't we turn from it right now? Why don't you pray to the Holy Spirit and say, I'm following you in your ways right now. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Just talk to him this morning. And if you're here and you don't know Jesus, If you're watching online and you don't know Jesus, I promise you, the Spirit can set you free. This is why Jesus came and this is why Jesus died on the cross. This is why he rose from the dead. And this may be why he will not leave you alone. The Bible says there's a day of visitation when the Spirit will be sent out to those who don't know Jesus. And maybe the agitation in your soul has been to draw you to a place of freedom through Christ. Do you know Him? If you can hear my voice and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, but you want a life of freedom and walking in His ways, then where you sit in the quietness of your own heart, the best way you know how, pray and ask Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins and to save you, just like that. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Save me. Do it now. I'm gonna pray over us, then we're gonna stand. And we're going to sing a song of victory to wrap this series up. And I know this is a hard time in our world, brothers and sisters. I know we are facing many fights right now in our own soul as we talked about today. In our country back in the United States, in our region and all over the world because of COVID. But to wrap this series on spiritual warfare up, 
we declare together that he still has never lost a battle. And we shall sing that as our declaration with songs of praise and dance and joy that he has never lost a battle. And where the spirit of the Lord is in this room, there is freedom in worship. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so, Father, you've done a mighty work in the last four weeks through this series. But we now want to sing to you and sing to each other with this declaration of war that you've never lost a battle. And we praise you for that promise. Sing to us now as we sing back to you In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. If this was your first time joining us online, please head over to the Contact Us portion of our website and say hi. We would love to meet you. If you would like someone from our church to pray for you, please shoot us an email at prayer at frontlinecommunity.org. If you feel led to contribute financially to this ministry, please visit frontlinecommunity.org forward slash give or email giving at frontlinecommunity.org. Please feel free to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on and rate our podcast. We hope that you were blessed today and we'll see you next week.